Well, the lead up to the global to the global COVID-19 pandemic may not have been an ideal time to launch an airline, but that is exactly how the timing worked out for Tira Fraser. She is Métis and she is founder and lead operating officer of Esqueo Air. The word means woman in Cree, and it is the only airline in the country that is wholly owned by an Indigenous woman. Fraser's success has already seen awards, including being named in Canada's top 25 most influential women in 2020, the 2020 YWCA Women of Distinction Award for Entrepreneurship and Innovation, uh, as well as featured on McLean's 2021 Power List. And the timing of all this, of the launch, certainly hasn't grounded the company with two small planes. She has big plans to reimagine on-air or air transportation in this country, one that centers on equity and sustainability. Joining me now is Tira Fraser, founder and lead operating officer or lead executive of Esqueo Air. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Happy to be here. Thank you. I gather this was a long time in the making from the time you sort of conceived of this being something you'd like to do and and it actually happening. What was the source? What was the inspiration for, for wanting to start an airline? So thank you for for the question, because it's almost as though, um, you know, sometimes I I believe, well, I do believe, not sometimes, I do believe that businesses are born in in ceremony of sorts. And so the idea for Esqueo Air is a uh, decade-old idea uh, that has now uh, come to life. But I was inspired to see how I could put my gifts or the things that I've learned uh, in uh, aviation uh, into into good service. And I thought about, you know, how can I uh, get back into community? How can I uplift Indigenous peoples and communities? And in the uh, preparation for the hosting the Olympics, the Olympic Committee uh, aspired to connect travelers in through throughout BC and to showcase BC's First Nations, and talked about um, you know a barrier to connecting into smaller communities needing you know smaller aircraft and and I just thought you know what I think that that's how how I can um, honor and uplift and I thought what what is more amazing for those communities that that want to that wish for it uh, to uh, you know uplift language and culture and create um, uh, sustainability economic sustainability in community through indigenous tourism and so that that was the inspiration uh, many years ago. Um, you have a long history in the aviation industry, right? This is this is something that you know very very well. Long before Esqueo Air, uh, you you'd spent years in, in the business. Yes, so uh, a pilot myself, and also a big co- contributor to community, involved for many many years in the British Columbia Aviation Council, and of course now I'm involved in in many other uh, organizations, and I did uh, have my own, um, in addition to my my pilot journey, uh, my own aerial survey company, uh, Kisik Aerial Survey, which um, I uh, started, grew and then sold the um so you decide to launch how was it to try to get the business off the ground because that can always be a difficult thing especially an airline oh my goodness well (laughs) it 
<clears throat> it takes a long time, of course, um, as as it should be, as is appropriate. Aviation is a heavily uh, regulated uh, industry. So, and things need to happen in quite a linear process. So, you know, first you need to um, know and, and have the aircraft that you are uh, planning to operate. And you need to go through, you know, many layers of, of um, regulatory approval and certification. So I knew all of that was going to be challenging because, um, you know, it's not dissimilar to the process of, of you know, an air operator as an air operator, uh, of what I went through with the uh, getting the aerial survey company up and going. Then when you're carrying passengers, of course, there's other, um, other uh, complexities. And, you know, so I knew it, I knew it was going to be challenging then. And uh, we got a, we got our, uh, operating certificate. So all of our approvals on October 1st, just a mere couple of months before the pandemic was upon us. Right. And yeah, and I can tell you that an airline startup in a pandemic is, uh, is next level challenging. <laughs> and I like a challenge, but, um, Wow, this sure. Uh, um. <laughs> I can only imagine. I yeah. can only imagine. Um, how was it just, I mean, when you went to people with this idea, for instance, if you had investors and so on, how was it received when you said, here's my idea and here's what I'd like to do? Uh, well, I don't have any investors. None. Okay. Uh, I think for the most part, um, folks were uh, enthusiastic about the idea, uh, enthusiastic about um, what we were doing, but I don't know how much I was paying attention to that in the early time. It was just, okay, here's the vision. Here's what I want to do. Um, you know, one of my isms is dream it, design it, do it. So, you know, the dream was there and, um, you know, I brought that dream back, you know, off the shelf and, you know, as you'll see from what we're doing now, you know, our, our, our scope has expanded beyond that initial uh, vision. And then it was just designing it. Okay. How are we, how are we going to make this happen? What steps um, do we need to take? So that dream it, design it, and then just, you know, getting um, busy and, and getting it done. So at the outset, um, what was, what was uh, SKO Air and, and where have you gotten, where have you brought it to since then? And specifically, I imagine during the pandemic, you actually managed to continue to grow the business. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's, it's a miracle. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, that initial vision was really around uh, serving Indigenous tourism. And that's really something that we continue to be extraordinarily passionate about. And we, uh, in August, we launched scheduled service from Vancouver Airport South into a small community on Vancouver Island called Qualicum Beach. And um, in addition to launching scheduled service, we brought a second aircraft online. We uh, created and were authorized to have our own uh, maintenance organization. And I'm very proud of all the work our team has done to um, keep us uh, persevering uh, through the pandemic and continuing to grow the business because it's not been easy. 
I'm sure. Right now you have daily service, is that right? From Qualicum to Vancouver and back. What, what's, I, I know you did a lot of consultation both with uh, Indigenous communities in the Qualicum area as well as the, uh, the community or the municipality of Qualicum Beach. How has it been received so far? Mm-hmm. So we did a 16-month consultation uh, because in, uh, during the pandemic, of course, historical data doesn't help you to know, you know, is there, um, is there enough uh, work to be able to sustain in the, in the community? Are people traveling? Especially when you're going through, you know, um, let me tell you, I think I learned how to, how to surf through, you know, the different waves of, of the pandemic and trying to respond and prepare for that. So we had um, many, many conversations with the Qualicum First Nation, with the um, Qualicum Beach um, uh, City Council, Town Council, pardon me, and uh, to ensure that we were welcome in the community, that the service that we were bringing was um, needed and wanted by the community and that it was sustainable, that we um, were confident that if we made a commitment, because it is a commitment to serve a community, that we could deliver on, on, on that commitment. And of course, we're here based in our head office at YBR on the um, unceded sacred uh, uh, territory of the Musqueam people. So we also are always in conversation and relationship um, with with our activities. And when we had our launch, August 16th, the uh, Musqueam uh, sent us off in a good way in ceremony and the Qualicum First Nation uh, welcomed us there in a good way in ceremony upon our arrival. I'm speaking with Tiara Fraser. She's founder and lead operating officer of Esqueo Air, uh, the only airline in Canada owned 100% uh, by an Indigenous woman, Tiara Fraser. We're talking about uh, just getting the airline off the ground uh, during the pandemic, no less, with the inspiration for it. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about just her vision for uh, Esqueo, as well as where next? Where, where shall we see you fly next? That's next. My guest this half hour is Tara Fraser. She's the founder and lead operating officer of Esqueo Air. Uh, we've been talking about her inspiration for this airline, the only airline in Canada to be 100% owned by an Indigenous woman, right now serving uh, the community of Qualicum uh, on Vancouver Island and to back and forth to Vancouver. Uh, you, you have a real vision of, of how this airline will work in terms of being a different kind of airline as well, as you put it uh, so eloquently in a recent interview elsewhere, uh, treading softly on Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So initially when uh, we launched and, uh, you know, I did get quite a bit of media attention, which was uh, such a blessing. And everyone would ask me, what's the big vision? Like, where do you see yourself in, in, in five or 10 years? And I know what the answer was expected to be. Uh, there'll be, you know, aircraft flying in many, many destinations all over the country. And there was a big part of me that, that, that wanted that answer too. But I was having a very difficult time reconciling the, um, uh, the impact that we have on the earth through the work that we do. But yet it's necessary because... Uh, aviation uh, and airplanes 
you know, help us not just to, to travel and have an enjoyable trip, but for critical medical supplies, for uh, firefighting, for uh, aerial survey. And so in that journey of how do I, how do I serve? How do I, you know, do some good in the world? I soon realized uh, myself as a Métis woman, so I see myself often as a bridge between Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples, I soon realized that part of my role in Escuela Air's role is to be a bridge, a bridge between traditional transportation and the emerging and sustainable technologies of the future. And so we are deeply committed to being part of an ecosystem that walks more softly on Mother Earth and are part of uh, a collaboration with many other innovators, including Canadian Advanced Air Mobility, uh, to uh, advance uh, as quickly as we can the pathway to uh, lower emissions and a more sustainable transportation uh, ecosystem in the air. What would that look like uh, in, in your mind? What, is that, what does that look like going forward? I know there's carbon offsets, obviously we know about that, but even further ahead, what would that look like? So certainly we uh, ourselves are carbon offsetting all flights and are on the pathway to um, a fully carbon neutral or carbon uh, generative, if that's even a thing, a system with Escuela Air. But also looking at um, advanced air mobility, which is um, battery or hydro carbon technology for the use of aircraft. So whether it's in electrification, whether it's in uh, biofuels, right now we're looking at all the different ways that we can reduce the footprint of the aviation sector. And while we're doing that, creating a more equitable system and a more accessible system. You have two planes right now. Where would you like to see this go? Where would you like to see Esquio Air go uh, in the future? So for right now, we're really looking at, um, you know, I believe growth needs to be slow, steady and smart. And that's never been more true than in the in the pandemic. But we really are focusing our efforts on, you know, strengthening that um, traditional um, air transportation system probably looking at servicing another um, small BC-based community in the future. And then, as I mentioned, much of our efforts in the um, sustainable air transportation uh, space and looking at uh, all of the uh, advancements in uh, the technology, you know, that's been one of the gifts of the pandemic is people are thinking more creatively than ever before. You know, when systems uh, fail, uh, as they have across the board, this gives us an opportunity to, um, you know, how I say it, what we want to be a part of is reimagining, rematriating, and rebuilding systems that center equity and sustainability. I would love to see Escuela Air uh, be one of the first uh, operators of advanced air mobility of um, of greener technology uh, aircraft. And you've also mentioned this uh, elsewhere as well, that you do see this as one of the paths to reconciliation as well, to add another term to that list, but you do see this economic re- reconciliation as being extremely important. How do you see your role in that? 
So I, I do believe I'm biased, of course, I'm an entrepreneur, but I do believe that co-creating the conditions for Indigenous businesses to thrive is the single most natural, swift and effective pathway to economic reconciliation in our country. Are you having fun? Has it been, <laughs> I was going to say, are you having fun? Because it sounds like it's been a lot of work. Oh, Wow. Uh, well, I try and uh, find the silver lining and joy in everything. Uh, but if I'm honest, which I think I should be, uh, it has been a lot of work. And uh, I'm, I'm, uh, <sighs> I need to have more play and more joy uh, and a little bit more fun. But you know what? I guess a different word would be uh, fulfilled. And I think the kinds of work that we're doing when we care about ecological, social, racial, and economic justice, as well as Indigenous sovereignty, that um, we are uh, fulfilled uh, by working with others and working with community uh, towards uh, a purpose and to be thinking about how we are serving uh, the next seven generations. Tara Fraser, thank you so much for your time tonight and for explaining the history of a, of a fascinating, fascinating endeavor. Thank you so much.